We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, folks. To quote the great Ryan Seacrest from Knocked Up, let's cut the shit. To quote Pyro from X2, enough of this kid's table shit. Let's get back to Ahsoka, baby. Future of the Force, episode 9 or 10 of season 2 of Rebels, depending on how you're counting. Another Ahsoka episode that pays even more dividends after you've seen the Clone Wars. How much time she spends with the younglings and the adventures that she has with them. There's a very memorable long arc with her training younglings. And then, of course, they get into trouble late in in Clone Wars. But even before then, she spends time with the kids teaching them. It's like a professor, even though she's like 15. You know, she's talking about hyper capable. Ray's got nothing on Ahsoka. Here are the two new Inquisitors that I love who are, you know, positioned as less powerful than the Grand Inquisitor, but actually do much more, both in terms of their power and from a narrative standpoint than the Grand Inquisitor does in season one. Skin the volume right here. Recording this from my living room, which is the same as my kitchen, which is the same as my study. It's the same as my podcast studio. So, yeah, I mean... They explore this directly in the Clone Wars and directly in the comics, at least once in both cases, maybe numerous times, which makes sense. It's not that they just keep coming back to the well about children with the Force, but if you're going to wipe out the Jedi and then have a empire up oh, here, he's killing everybody. You're going to have an empire-run universe with Vader and the Inquisitors. You can't have any Force-strong kids or people unless they're working for you. So capture if possible and turn into dark Jedi or kill him. Yep. Usually means there's trouble. Jedi business. <laughs> you qualify more than I do. Yeah. Not so much. Jedi business. Right. She says thinking she's excluding Ezra, but she knows Ezra's going to listen. And this is a great gag up here. She's not speaking softly at all. This is all to, to suck Ezra. And she wants to make sure that he is indeed curious, not actually excluding him. A great subtle training by Ahsoka, as I'm talking about. Right, we know they hunt Jedi. What else are they after? So Ahsoka's constantly saying, like, I can only guess, you know, when it comes to Anakin and Vader, I don't know. But she always knows more than she says. It's a need to know, even with Kanan and Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe she didn't know. Kanan definitely knew. <laughs> yeah. That's what's great about Ahsoka. As much as she's been through, she maintains a sort of innocent naivete that's irresistible. I'll try and lean back during the loud music. It's hard to hear the, the vocals, though. So, yeah, I mean, you know, capturing or killing Force-sensitive children, I mean, that is a priority of the Emperor and Vader from day one. Now, Vader, of course, gets obsessed with Luke, and he, he sees rightly all other force sensitive young people or kids as threats to him palpatine is just trying to groom as many possible successors as possible i doubt they're renting says freddie prince jr 
So you need Zeb in this episode in this mission for muscle, but especially because you know the hijinks with him and the babies is coming. And he's going to act like he hates babies and he's terrible with them, but he's actually exactly the person you need. Oh, it's okay. And they wing baby. Yes. I talked about how Sabine is good at everything other than probably flying. Ahsoka can definitely fly from her days in the Clone Wars. Here's a cruiser that seems to be depowered. God, Ahsoka's so magnetic. I don't know what... You know, she looks so different from her younger self, but as I've mentioned at least once this season, there's something about the way the artists know how to draw and animate Ahsoka. She feels so alive. I admit, when I saw the younger Ahsoka after watching Rebels, at first it didn't seem like the same character, but over time you start to see that it's a strong resemblance. Because not only do they have to make her older, but they have to adjust to a somewhat different animation style that was less anime-focused, that's more minimalist, more Pixar-y. Her lips are less prominent, her eyes are less prominent. But you realize it's also because she's taller and her lekus are much longer. And so obviously her other facial features. And that's normal with kids. I mean, if you look at kids, their faces, their heads are big and their facial features are, are, are huge. Everything starts to grow into itself as you get older. Okay, yes, you found them. Congratulations. Yes, I did quote Ryan Seacrest earlier. Because although I have no interest in anything else he's done, he is hilarious in playing slash parodying himself and knocked up. And he he's uh, pacified by a, a, a chocolate chip cookie. Because <laughs> Jessica Simpson's in ma- is late and is going to be in hair and makeup for five hours. <laughs> uh, I guess knocked up is dating me as is Jessica Simpson. If you don't know, if you don't know knocked up, I. You got to see that hilarious movie. If you don't know Jessica Simpson, then God bless you. I really hope that's not a baby inquisitor. Yeah, Zeb is actually thinking that baby could kill him. And, and the bottom line is, with a lightsaber and a little bit older, it probably could. And <laughs> we blow up the ship after we get the baby. Yeah. Here's the murder bot coming out. <laughs> I mean, Chopper basically is BT, the murder bot droid with Dr. Afra, but, you know, that's what worries me. Yeah, this, like the Lost Commanders double episodes when we have Kanan and the crew trying to recruit the clones who then try and backstab them sort of by accident, this becomes much more interesting, irrelevant, and relatable as a Star Wars fan once you go through the Clone Wars and get to know both Ahsoka and the lore more. And now having ripped through thousands, literally over 5,000 pages of Star Wars comics in the last couple months probably, um becomes even more uh sort of not just significant but important within the timeline and not just this isolated incident of oh here's one baby you know with maybe force powers that we need to protect but this is going on constantly and this is the rebels episode that deals with it there's always a fine line of like fan service for the clone wars and prequels fans in 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 people who are coming to it you know who didn't see the Clone Wars like me, and who maybe are not so into the prequels or haven't seen them in a long time like me. So I don't know what's louder in the mic. Me talking, my air conditioning, or the sound coming out of my earbuds. So I apologize. The more... Just like Kanan, the more annoyed Zeb acts on the outside, the more he actually cares on the inside. And you can tell by his facial stuff. 
he's talking like he's frustrated and annoyed throughout this, but he's really showing concern on his face. And that's the amazingness of, of Pixar. So I criticize the human faces in particular sometimes, just their base designs, but the ability to show emotion in parts where there isn't much dialogue is really impressive. And with the aliens, it's even doubly impressive. And by focusing on like individual city blocks and small neighborhoods in Rebels, mirrors, you know, the somewhat smaller on the surface uh, scope. And look, this is great shooting. Like, even before we're getting the baby's perspective, when they're shooting up on Zeb two seconds ago, we were getting it from the level of the droid, who's a foot or so shorter than him. And that's what Lucas pioneered, is whenever we're seeing R2 or a small creature, like an Ewok, we're always seeing the camera from their angle. Care best. That's the thing. I mean, as annoyed as Zeb is, he's exactly the guy you want taking care of your baby. Because when it comes down to it, he can do the protecting, and he will fight to the death. Even if he doesn't care about the baby, he'll do it just because he hates the Empire and do anything to stymie their plans. Uh-oh. Killing droids. So I haven't talked about Steve Blum much, who I love as Zeb. Apparently, he had become like almost a cliche because he'd been in so many thousands of voices, like the, and he is kind of a distinctive voice. And I, I, I've said in the past that even way more than Tia Sarkar, who's well-established in TV and to a lesser extent film, this was a great renaissance for Steve Blum. And he is a hilarious, super talented dude in real life. I haven't mentioned I've been watching the five-part YouTube RPG that's somewhat ghetto, but decent production values on Freddy Prinze's channel, Gaghead, called Gag Wars, where it's Taylor Gray, who plays Ezra, um, the voice of Hera, Vanessa Marshall, um, Steve Blum, who plays Zeb here, um, the woman who plays Governor Price, Mary McGlynn, and uh, Freddy Prinze, with Sam Witwer, voice of Maul, the Emperor other voices in the movies and tv also star killer in the force unleashed games an amazing voice actor and actor and a hilarious and brilliant um d- intense dude who uh, is the game master doing one of the official fantasy fight star wars rpgs with those five voice actors it's really fun if you're not a fan of star wars and or rebels and or those actors maybe you wouldn't be so into it there's one of the id7 droids that we know belong to the seventh sister voiced by sarah michelle geller somehow is amazing a star wars power couple at this point it is this woman seventh sister voiced by sarah michelle geller and her husband i'm gonna wish them a happy 18th anniversary as of this recording i don't know when i will release this but i follow both freddie and sarah on uh, instagram and God, is Sarah Michelle still gorgeous as a mom and so fucking cool. Like, what a cool mom and dad to have and a great couple. Seems like they have a beautiful, wonderful family. Very grounded. Got their priorities straight. I think she's the breadwinner, actually, with her cookbooks and lifestyle products. And Freddie Prince is more than happy for that to be the case. I mean, she is really the Hera. If you think of, like, Hera and Kanan as, like, a relationship, like, in real life, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince are, like, Hera and Kanan. And, like, in the show with Kanan and Hera, Kanan's happy for Hera to take the lead, and I'm sure Freddie... I mean, she's Buffy the fucking Vampire Slayer, for God's sake. I think I called her Buffy the Vampire in a previous episode. Oops. Is she a vampire? She just slay vampires. I don't even know. They are referring to it as an it. It's partially just because it's an alien. Up oh, here comes the force. 
Uh-oh. Just missed the lightsaber. It's interesting to think that Kanan would have sensed that before Ezra. I guess Ezra was dealing with the baby. I mean, that's what makes this Padawan relationship so great, is that Anakin is so clearly more powerful than Obi-Wan by the end of Episode 2, and certainly Episode 3, Obi-Wan is just trying to be the voice of reason and totally fails, obviously. It's not really his fault, I guess. Here they really... Kane and Ezra never function as well as they do together. It's not just 1 plus 1 equals 2. It's like 1 plus 1 equals 10. Pipey. Did the mom get killed? Or is implied death of the mom or the parents? <coughs> Excuse me. Seven sister. Yeah, these two are always working together by necessity, but we've already learned that they don't trust each other. And they keep stressing it, which is important with the Sith or the, you know, wannabe Sith Dark Jedi. It's funny they fell for that. She knew. I think she knew. She wanted him to be embarrassed for falling for that. They're always competing. And that's the advantage the Jedi have is they want to work together, not just for convenience, but to be stronger. The Sith work together by necessity and even then are constantly undermining each other to the failure of the Empire and the failure of the Sith. In reality, that is how the real world works. The problem is, the difference with the real world is we don't take it we good guys don't take advantage of the fact that like trump should already be out of office because of all the infighting his people are constantly turning against him he says oh they'll never turn against me as soon as they're put under oath and you know threatened with jail time they turn on him it's still not enough to take him out because of the political system and 40 percent of the country who will always support the idiot right wingers in power sorry sorry to you 40 percent of the country who supports trump but if you still support trump at this point and you're listening to my podcast i can definitively say you should probably be somewhere else. If you voted for Trump and you're having second thoughts, you're more than welcome. But in 2018, September of 2018, if you're still feeling the Trump vibe, then uh, you probably have some political views and views about non-white people and non-women and so forth that I'm not behind. You should probably rethink your priorities. Yep, I said it. I said it on my podcast. Alienating listeners, although I don't know how you get this far in my podcast and be offended by that. I'm always willing to engage in dialogue, but if you're just irrationally going to hate anything that's different from you, then this is not the podcast you're looking for. Oop. God, it's so loud. Jesus Christ. Trying to lower the sound volume here. So yeah, so when I'm projecting from my computer, I'm listening from my computer at the same time, which makes certain things easier, actually. Because I'm listening in both earbuds. When I'm listening to like a Blu-ray in a recording, so I will listen to my voice just a little behind the scenes as we get this awesome lightsaber fight. <coughs> I have like one earbud in one ear and one headphone on the other ear. Alright, gonna lower the volume so I can still hear myself. Here's the chop, 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 chop fighting, which I love. People don't like the skinny lightsabers. People, I don't, these characters are so skinny too. You know how skinny Sabine and Hera and Ezra and Kanan are? And Zeb is the most built guy and he's still relatively thin. Fat lightsabers would look really out of place. And the bottom line is the lightsabers look fat, fatter in the movies only because of, you know, the light, the lighting effects as it would appear in real life, and as they try and reproduce in the movies, the light wouldn't be contained in such a small space. It would, 
you know, fade out slowly and give the impression of a thicker beam. But I don't think the physical lightsaber, sorry to nerd out here, this is Star Wars Rebels commentaries, uh, the, 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 the physical beam itself would be just as thin as we're seeing here. It's just that our vision would perceive, perceive it as being thicker. That's what she said. So, um, so she's got, does she have a single lightsaber? God bless her. All these fucking cowards, Maul and so forth, because there's other double lightsabers. I mean, it just shows you how weak they are. And Vader makes a comment at least once in the comics about how, you know, real force users or, you know, real Sith don't need more than one lightsaber. It's not Grievous, but there's a Grievous-esque, I think, Mon Cal cyborg creature that has like four or six lightsabers. Um, in fact, there's a bunch of agents that are working nominally for the Emperor under the training of one of, another one of his agents who aren't f- super Force-sensitive or Force-sensitive at all, who nevertheless are great fighters and are enhanced in various ways or you know, g- genetically developed to be strong fighters and use lightsabers. They distinguish them by using different color lightsabers. Some of them are yellow. There's a pair of twins that have yellow lightsabers. But they operate the same way. They're trying to kill each other, even the twins, uh, even while trying to take down the good guys. And the problem is the bad guys, you know, only the strongest survive. It works in nature over thousands or millions of years. The problem is only the strongest survive doesn't work in modern human society with how dependent we are on one another and how fast evolution works. I mean, that's the ultimate argument for not getting rid of capitalism, but a more compassionate capitalism where we realize that the economy on the grand level and on the individual level works better just from a purely practical logistical standpoint when we work with each other. You know, I mean, if you just look at a combination of the disaster of the healthcare system mixed with the environment going to shit could all be solved or we could work towards solution by working together we're actually working against one another's own selfish interest um and, and so egoism not egotism egoism the Anne randian you know extreme capitalist oh boy philosophy needs to go and we need people like ahsoka to take it down baby yes we finally get ahsoka with the two lightsabers bring it bring it we get Ahsoka with the choral music, just like Lord of the Rings and Gandalf. Yeah, baby. Oh, that's a classic shot. Unexpected, not unwelcome. They know Ahsoka's alive. I guess they didn't expect her to be here. Ezra gives her the gives her the wink, and the wink means I'm gonna hold them off, but I'm not gonna try and defeat them. I think she could. You know, it's interesting to think. I mean, she does almost try and kill vader slash anakin when she knows it's anakin in twilight of the apprentice we'll get there sorry i'm gonna stay i want to stay here boom ah uh, ahsoka I, I don't know which came first her fighting with two lightsabers pointed backwards or star killer voiced by the aforementioned sam Witwer with the two lightsabers backwards it's great it's defensive but super practical and their dagger is a little bit shorter but she's got two of them they're bright white read the ahsoka novel to find out how she builds it out of a sith double lightsaber of an inquisitor she takes down oh man Look at this. This is glorious. Sorry, if you can't appreciate these lightsaber battles. Yes. No, hers is a double. Ooh, she turns on the lightsaber, bends over. Oh, she's acting all cocky, but she's just at, is she going to break it? Turns off the lightsaber. Why doesn't she kill her? Yeah. Soka Force pushes her. Yeah, this is the, this is the Disney thing. You are beaten. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka should kill her. 
Soka Shakeller. Looks like you are the one that is beaten. Not great writing, but it's grammatically correct. And as I say, rebels always use correct grammar. By rebels, I mean us. The resistance will not be intimidated by the likes of you. Yeah, I mean, look, her, her priority is getting the baby and Kanan and Ezra out safe. And we see great acrobatics. Oh, the full flying. Of, oh, man, it's brilliant. We haven't seen that from Ahsoka since the Clone Wars. People must have been geeking out if you're a hardcore Ahsoka fan already. She could have and should have killed them because they're going to come back. Um, oh, no, they did save the mom. Oh, they saved the mom and two babies. Oh, yeah. Thorians? Thor- Thorians? Oh, look at Zeb. That was crazy, but worth it. They're all hugging. Therefore, since I've seen this before... Right, Assist Lord attempted in the Clone Wars. That's the Clone Wars episode I'm talking about. There's no Jedi Order to protect them. Chopper grunts. Oh, even Chopper likes the babies. He's even not murderous for once. Yeah, if Chopper likes the babies, then we sort of all have to. Another lesson from Ahsoka, and I don't think... I think Ahsoka didn't kill the Inquisitors because of the kids, the mom, and Ezra all being there. Yep, there's the Inquisitor's tie. Is this Vader coming out? No, there's the droid. I think Ahsoka didn't want to kill in front of Ezra. It wasn't her priority. We know, we know Ahsoka's killed. She's killed before. Oh, Garel. This is it. This is the plot line. Yep. Ezra gives up the the rebel base by accident. I totally forgot that. So in addition to being the first major Ahsoka episode since the opening double episode, in addition to being the first major Ahsoka episode in Rebels, that's like a full-on Jedi episode where we see her fighting gloriously. I almost want to rewatch that. It also leads to them having to lead Garel, leave Garel, and uh, I don't know. Right, I think the plot line for the rest of the season is they try and run from Garel, but because of Vader and the Inquisitors, they can sense Ahsoka, and especially Kanan and Ezra, who are force strong, but they can't hide it. Maybe Ahsoka's become better at hiding it, and so they need to leave. No, that was the season one plot where they felt like Luke and Return of the Jedi, like I shouldn't have come, Vader can sense me. I don't know. But anyways, they're going to have to evacuate Garel, and they have to evacuate bases constantly. Um, and I think, right, the Chopper Base episode is the final episode before the double Twilight finish, and that's when they meet the Bendu, or at least get to the Bendu's planet. And God is Bendu, one of the coolest parts of Season 3, and I think 4, on whatever planet they end up on with Chopper Base. So, oh, great Ahsoka episode, great Jedi episode. That's a great, That's fun no matter what, even if you've never seen The Clone Wars, but as Ahsoka referenced in the end, becomes way more meaningful, interesting, and cool with the Clone Wars, and now that I'm reading the comics, even makes way more sense and fits into the larger picture, which is, you know, the Emperor is dumb in a lot of ways and cocky in a lot of ways, but he does know there's still going to be Force-sensitive kids, and he has to capture and or kill them. And by sticking the Inquisitors, who aren't particularly discriminating the way Vader is, they, they he's probably happy just killing them. He'd probably prefer to recruit them, um, and kind of depends on the story in the situation thank you for joining me you have been awesome i have been the bizzle may the force be with you and for now the bizzle cast is out